Attention listeners, ahead are spoilers. Hello, and welcome to the Movie Trap. My name is Russell Carlson, and with me are my helpful elves, Chris Boroff. I can't remember any lines from the movie all of a sudden. Merry Christmas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I've also been joined, I'm also joined by my other, uh, shall we say, our Ebenezer Scrooge who finds the meaning of Christmas, Zach Powers. Uh, j- just pretend I've like screamed. I did a- an annoying <laughs> scream. <laughs> yeah. Okay. While running through a, uh, uh, a revolving door. You know, mm-hmm. they, they have toilets, but revolving doors, it's way out there. Um, indoor plumbing, they've worked out. Revolving doors, they're not quite there yet in the elf culture. Um, anyway, if you haven't guessed right now, on the movie trap, this is our holiday special where previously we all chose movies on a six-sided dice. We then rolled that six-sided dice, and unfortunately, I kind of slipped the poison pill with two poison pills with this time and uh one of mine unfortunately got picked and that is uh what you are here today and that is elf uh if you're out there in the ether i doubt you haven't seen it unless your name is chris boroff uh <laughs> yep, this, this was, was the first time. first time at the rodeo right yeah uh, i'd seen so i probably our- seen most of it in like meme form or in gif form i hadn't actually seen everything put together so i'd seen it as like bits and pieces floating in the air with no reference and now it's On the- all together sure i'm sure you've passed it by uh while changing your cable menu uh, many times, or it's mm-hmm. been on at any family gathering, or just turn it on right now. It's probably on right now on your TV. Um, uh, so yeah, this this is our sort of special holiday episode. We don't have any points. There's no voting or anything. It's just sort of a fun thing that we like to do, uh, except we had to do this movie. Uh, so uh, with that in mind, Zach Powers, I'm sorry, buddy. Why don't you go ahead and roll up your scree- sleeve and sit down on Papa's lap and give us the tale of John Favreau's Elf. Uh, yeah, Elf is a 2003 Christmas comedy movie. Uh, it is directed by John Favreau. Um, in his pre-MCU days. Right. Um, uh, and it stars Will Ferrell, Zoe Deschanel, Mary Steenburgen, and a cadre of old uh, men classic. Jewel old men actors, character actors. still have it. Yeah, James Caan, Ed Asner, and Bob Newhart. Of those three, only Bob Newhart still has it, as the other two are dead. Um, But uh, it involves the story of Buddy, uh, a uh, human whose life we are told by Papa Elf, Bob Newhart. He uh, one Christmas Eve snuck into Santa's sack and came back to the North Pole and I guess they, I don't know, they they could or couldn't figure out where he came from, but they decided not to take him back, whatever <laughs> whatever the case. Um, this is before we chipped babies, you know, like we couldn't just like, you know. At some point they figure out where he is. I can't remember how they determine who his parents are, but they figure it out somehow. Um, and, uh, you know, they're mad. He seems like they should know all the kids, right? Like Santa should know who every kid is. It is sort of his superpower, right? Yeah, so I don't know why this baby didn't. They just oh, we should bring it back. I guess, I guess we'll they, keep him. Well, guess well, we'll keep him. Wasn't it because he was in an orphanage? They weren't going to be able to bring him back to the orphanage. Oh yeah, he was from oh, an orphanage. That's right. oh, okay, so it's his, like 
He'd already been returned once, so it was like you couldn't just rehome him at that point. You're kind of stuck Got with it. Him. That's right. He's in an orphanage because his dad didn't know he was born, and his mom uh, passed away in childbirth, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Regardless, uh, the elves decide to raise him as one of their own. Um, he uh, is obviously somewhat strange as being much taller and much less productive than the other elves, though by human standards still extremely productive by elf standards he is uh exceedingly slow um eventually as an adult he discovers uh that he is a human when he overhears two other elves talking about it and his and papa elf uh has to break the news that yeah you're a human these are your parents mama's dead daddy lives in new york city um uh, and also, while we're at it, let's talk about the fact that Santa Magic is dying and he has to use thermonuclear boosters or something to fly around uh, the world because nobody believes in Christmas no more. Uh, so we got all these problems. So uh, so Buddy decides, I'm going to strike out on my own. I'm going to see uh, the world. I'm going to discover my my own people. People. And uh, I'm going to go to New York City and meet my papa. So he walks from the New- North Pole to New York City, um, uh, which goes about it pretty well, I guess. Uh, and uh, meets up with his father, who it turns out is um, a bit of a classic Scrooge who works in children's publishing and cuts corners on his books even though it makes children confused about the plots. Um, and he uh, he he first assumes that Buddy is a Christmas, you know, telegram prank, um, but eventually just has him ejected when he keeps repeating that he's his son. Buddy uh, walks into a gimbal store and is immediately kind of given a job. They just assume he works there. I don't know if there's ever paperwork involved, um, <laughs> but... <laughs> He just kind of starts working there uh, uh, under dubious pretenses. Uh, I don't think he has a social security number, so I don't know how any of it works. Um, He's your typical and, uh, illegal immigrant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he, meets jo- he meets Jovi, uh, Zoe Deschanel, um, who uh, is another employee at the Gimbals, though much less enthusiastic about the job. Um and uh, he's so he's sort of smitten with her. Um, he decorates the store, and when Santa comes the next day, he gets into a fight with him because it's not Ed Asner; it's some fake. Uh, and he gets in a fight with fake Santa, and uh, eventually is fired for this, as well as arrested. But uh, uh, at uh, shortly thereafter, he gets a DNA test uh, after Walter bails him out of jail, and it's confirmed. Yep, he's he's your son. You are the father. Um, uh, and uh, Buddy uh, ends up coming home with Walter to meet uh, his stepmother, Emily, with Mary Steenbergen, and his half-brother, Michael, who is a child, a teen, young teen, Um uh, and, and though Walter and uh, Michael are kind of unnerved by him, Emily uh, kind of uh, enjoys his presence, his spirit, and decides that they should keep him until he sort of recovers and comes back to 
sanity. They all obviously assume he is insane because he keeps saying he's an elf from the North Pole. Um, <laughs> now that would just be a whole internet subculture. <laughs> you're just yeah. like, oh, you're one of those. Okay. <laughs> um, he becomes Never close been with on that Reddit page. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes close with Michael after taking on some bullies and eventually asks Jovi out on a date. Uh, it's previously Jovi and he had like a thing. He's saying she was in the showers because her water got shut off at work or something. And uh, they sang uh, the the Christmas song that conservatives say everybody everybody loves yeah the the one the ones that can mostly it's famous for conservatives saying it's canceled more so than people genuinely being like uh this this song is uh, the end of the world or whatever uh it's it's one of those things where i think i think truly conservatives are the ones who freak out about the idea that like four people were like these lyrics are problematic. Right. Um, it's, it's, not it's, enough, uh, it's not enough that Christmas, you know, they already won that battle. Right. Yeah. They, they have to they have to have everything preserved from nineteen fifty onward. Nothing can change. So it's the it's cold outside song is what they're singing, yeah. right? Maybe it's okay. cold. Yeah, outside. maybe it's from cold. Guys okay. dolls, so yeah, we're gonna get into it later, but man, like what sort of a department store has a shower? A shower. I have no idea. That's weird. Yeah, like, that's a weird um, one on me. I've never been to a mall that has a shower. I mean, other than like if it was I've like, gone to gyms showers. that didn't have a shower. Yeah. <laughs> like but, places where you wow. would need to wash that, off. Right. Yeah, that's wow. well, that's crazy that's, to me. That's, gyms that's gyms definitely need gym. a shower. Yeah, that's you a cheap gym, dude. Spring the extra five dollars for a real fucking <laughs> right. I think you're working in like somebody's yeah, somebody like found an empty building and put some free weights in there. So like I don't just, know where you're uh, going. Even if it's just a hose outside, just like letting I don't know. It's it was a thing in Australia. I ran past it, they had a whole thing set up, it was a gym, no showers. And mm. it, my camera turned off. That's that's how <laughs> shocked my computer was. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Weird showers. Anyway, showers in department stores. It's magic, all right. But you know, like anyway. Buddy's dad's company is not doing well. Their books aren't selling as much as they should, and his job's a little bit in trouble. So they bring in the heavy hitter, Miles Finch. Played by Peter Dinklage, who is, uh, you know, the biggest name in children's book selling um, to, to do a pitch meeting. But Buddy, who has taken a job in the mailroom for the time being, uh, ends up showing up uh, during the pitch and believes that he is a dwarf and uh, insults him in uh, a number of ways. Um and uh this should also be said miles is like a huge asshole he's like a you're he's famous, arrogant like, big um, shot guy yeah he's, he's arrogant about his abilities yeah, but i think about uh, nonsense though it's a, very funny it's, it's very diva. much to type yeah. yeah he's a diva yeah yeah um though he is also pretty reasonably angry at uh sure. this man mocking him no for question. being a little person uh, so I think the movie wants to have it both ways with this character a little bit. Um, but, uh, regardless, uh, it make, it blows the deal and Walter diso- gets, you know, is angered, disowns buddy, Buddy's like, oh, he leaves a heartfelt note at the apartment and decides to, to leave. Um, they discover that, uh, Dinklage left his notebook full of children's books ideas, which could save their, uh, their company. And so they do a pitch meeting with the big boss. Um, 
But uh, as the pitch meeting is going on, Michael shows up and says, Buddy's run away. We don't know where he is. And if you love this family, you'll ditch the pitch meeting and come look for Buddy. Um, I don't know. I mean, in New York City and just hope you find him. Um, yeah, here's, where, here's where the movie really gets good, guys. This is where uh, it really starts to get good. Uh, and uh, he does. He pit- He ditches the meeting and loses his job and goes to search for Buddy instead. Um, they do find him pretty quickly in Central Park where Santa's sleigh has crashed because uh, his thermonuclear jet uh, isn't working and, uh, you know, Christmas spirit is is dead. Um, so they have to fix the the uh, the engine, but they have also sent out the Central Park Rangers after Santa, I guess, because there's a disturbance in the park. Something fell in the park. And the Central Park Rangers are like, I, they're essentially the SS, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean the NYPD? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it uh, goes from zero to they're going to be the Gestapo pretty quick. Yeah, it seems like they're going to straight they're it like basically they're, like they're trying to be like the ring wraiths from fucking Lord of the Rings. It's yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, they're apparently angry that Santa put them on the naughty list. Um, because uh, they know this, they've got an in on that list. Yeah, so they, they're the only people who believe in Santa and are aware. <laughs> um, are aware that they're on the naughty list. Um, uh, uh, so you know, Walter and Michael try to distract them, but he tries to fix the the thermonuclear jet thing. Um, and Jovi, realizing they need Christmas spirit, uh, overcomes her stage fright. And begins to sing at the crowd gathered round uh, the live news report happening just outside of Central Park. And the singing uh, eventually, with even Walter joining in, gives the sleigh enough power to boost without the engine and escape the Rangers, uh, saving Christmas. Uh, By the next year, Buddy has written a book about his adventures as a real-life elf in New York City and... Uh, it's a big seller. Walter is the one who distributes it and, and publishes it in his own company. Uh, Buddy has married Jovi and already had a kid. Uh, and they go up to the North Pole and visit. And, uh, you know, Jovi has to wear weird elf clothes when she goes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, like if she had to go to the Middle East. It's that sort that's of thing. right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's and that's basically the story of, uh, of Elf. Oh, my God. Well, um, well, so I'd never seen this before and seeing it as an old man, not seeing it when I was younger. Um, I felt a lot for James Caan in this movie, like for everybody else. It it seems like he's the only one who's playing it pretty much completely straight for the whole time because he has to be a straight man. But it also is for me, it was interesting looking at it from his perspective of like suddenly having an adult child who's completely infantilized incapable of managing himself in the real world he's been reintroduced into your life your wife is like yeah bring this obviously mentally deranged person into our house and start you know keeping him around actively and like for me there is like a really dark 
grim drama just right beneath the surface of all the happy like Christmas you're saying stuff. you want to do that you want to do the elf remake where he is not an elf he is a crazy person and right, james exactly. Conn is the protagonist well, and he's yeah. the only one who's like this is a problem i mean this is basically that that is kind of what happened i mean the 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 mirrored reaction to the way that james Conn coddles peter dinklage character and the way he treats uh, Buddy is kind of, that's not, I am not here to defend this movie. I have come, I have not come to praise this movie. I have come to bury it. Uh, but I will say uh, that that reaction between um, Tyrion and uh, and James Caan or Sonny Carleone um, is kind of interesting because the way you bring it up of having to infantilize somebody he's having to do the same thing to coddle miles teller i mean he not miles teller jesus he's an actor the the <laughs> guy Tyrion. Uh, uh-huh. you know like because he, he like there's a scene in the movie where like he calls on the phone it's like on speakerphone and he has all these listed demands and like that the car has to be at exactly 72 degrees and like he's he's just this total guy who has had is used to being coddled right Buddy's kind of the same way. Uh, so he's used to being coddled too. He just doesn't know what it's like in the real world. Again, knows how to use toilets, doesn't quite get the revolving door. I don't know. Uh, but it I I, I, I I get you that like James Conn's the most like playing it straight, other than Bob Newhart, but that's sort of his shtick, right? That that's mm-hmm. what he does, is he plays the straight man. And well, I think this is intended for like families to take kids to. Like, it's not particularly. It it certainly is intended for family. Yeah, Um, a lot of it doesn't hold up to critical theory. Like, too. And it's worth noting one of the the strange thing. I mean, you know, uh, the thing is, Buddy is supposed to be about thirty. It's worth noting Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell was like thirty-five or thirty-six when he made this. And always has looked older than he is, so he reads like forty to me. True. <laughs> um, yes. True. Uh, which is also like where I watched it with Shannon, and she was like, she was like, the age difference relationship. And then we looked up their ages, and it wasn't as bad as we thought. It's just because Will Ferrell always looked so always, much yeah. older. Yeah. How, how big of a difference was it? Because it seems it's like still she's a like baby. it's still like ten-ish years, but like. It, we thought it was closer to 15 or something. I don't know. Um, that whole thing gives me the creeps just in general because it's also like, even if you believe it from the character standpoint, like this lady for some reason is fine being with a man who is plainly like so removed from modern life and has been held back for so long. Like he would be a nightmare to be around. Like he wouldn't know how to clean his own clothes. He no, obviously I, I, has severe I, like... But he's he's house trained. As he, my point, he knows how to use. He's going to have diabetes because he's just been eating like sugar his yeah. whole life. I'm surprised That's he has right. teeth. That's um, right. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. Like there are certain things about elf culture that uh, would kill a, a human being. Um, yeah, like I, I think it's interesting. This is another uh, real life elf. Uh, another perspective is uh, the fact that the being raised in this elf culture would be certainly unintentional child abuse. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, his back would be destroyed <laughs> yeah. from a lifetime of yeah. hunching. So, so maybe yeah. Will Ferrell, the, the child labor, uh-huh. kind of works, you know, because yeah. that guy, he's like a kid from like the the early 1910s or whatever, where it, they're already like had five jobs and smoked five packs a day or whatever when they're 10 years old. 
Well, it's weird. It's like the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, like where it had the mole women. But in his case, yeah. rather than being held in like a bunker, he's been held at the North Pole and everyone's told him that he's like an elf and has accepted him no matter how strange his behavior is. I imagine that, like, he would be, like, a complete Caligula child. Like, he's been coddled to his whole life, and no one's ever held him accountable for anything. So, like, his sense of other people's property is probably all jacked up, because all he's done all day long is build toys and then give them away. (laughs) I'm not, like, look, there's some funny bits in this movie that really like that when you were bringing that up i immediately reminded myself of like wh- where did you get the wood oh from the, de- from the entertainment <laughs> center just in shamble i'm like okay that's pretty funny um there there's there's a lot of good moments and apparently because like i i the, the imdb page goes in a lot to like how this script was kind of it's been kicked around since like 93 apparently and it uh it looks like it it, it yeah. feels like it it's very much uh uh, it, it's a Christmas movie. What do you want? You know, somebody's grumpy and somebody's not, and that person convinces to not be grumpy. Yay, Christmas! That's the that's you know like pretty mm-hmm. by the numbers. But I will say that I watching it now because I've seen this before. I remember when it came out. Like I, I remember like even Richard was like, "Oh, this is actually like a good Christmas movie or whatever." And I watched it when it came out on DVD, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, it's a pretty good Christmas movie, I guess." Um, and, and now I watch it now, and and maybe it is just because I'm older, or maybe it's just because it's been played out so fucking much that I find this movie really grating. That it's it's kind <laughs> of, I, I mean, I, I really had a hard time getting through this movie all the way through in one sitting because like it, 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 I don't know why, but like, it's not even that Will Ferrell's that outrageous. In this one, I think, like, considering the time period, he's kind of underplayed in some moments when I felt like he really could have taken it to 10. Now, again, there are moments in this movie where he's fucking maximum Will Ferrell. But there's some there's some tenderness. But I definitely was not as charmed by Buddy as I was back in 2000. I, I definitely, that, that I, I wasn't as charmed as I was now. I, I, I mostly... I was kind of with you, Boraf. I'm kind of like, well, you know, James Conn's got a point, you know. <laughs> grown man now. Well, it was funny because it, like, for me, this movie kind of flipped a little bit. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Like, I was able to watch it fairly, you know, we're watching it critically for this, but I could watch it fairly non-critically, turn off that part of my brain and just sure. be like, okay, it's going to be silly, silly stuff. Um but back when this came out, I could not stand Will Ferrell. Like, mm. I hate. I remember him. those days, buddy. I remember and those he days. Just the guy drove don't you me nuts. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, watching it now, like, he doesn't bother me that much. I don't know if it's that I've aged or if the comedy has just, like, lost the ability to offend me anymore. <laughs> but I just was able to sit there and go, okay, no, it's fine. It's fine. He's running around like an autistic man. He's obviously been coded as, like, someone who has 90% of an understanding of the world around him but is missing the critical 10% that would help him actually move around in the world. But, you know... I was fine. It was it was a fine Christmas yeah, movie. Fish out of water. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I guess I'll. So, um, I guess I can talk about my uh, history with the movies. It's uh, both of you guys said uh, your feelings then and now. Uh, I also was a living person at the time this came out. <laughs> um, I remember you back then. <laughs> uh, no, we had not yet met at not that point. Not yet. Oh, about a year or two off. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, three or four, yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, but uh, uh, we, this movie was one, some people, I know it's for some people, like my, uh, my girlfriend's mom in particular, and when she was younger, I think more so than now, my girlfriend, like this was a big annual one. Like for some people, this is one of the top two or three Christmas movies like ever. It's it's in like their holy, holy uh, marathon uh, every year. Um, for me, uh, at the time it came out and now both cases, I was like, it's okay. <laughs> like, that's kind of how I felt about it then. It's how I feel about it now. Like, I don't hate it. It's fine. I can watch it. There are worse ones. It's like better than it's better than the Santa Claus, I think. Um, yeah. uh, but it's not like great. Uh, as far as it's because it, this is more or less like a Christmas fantasy, right? Like yeah. it's it's like transpose. This isn't like, you know, Love Actually or whatever, where like people discover the meaning of Christmas through a fucking Mariah Carey song or whatever. It it it, it this is has like actual like Santa's real and mm -hmm. exists and does all the things and the real world exists too. Um, it's kind of hard, like Miracle on 34th Street is kind of like the real starting pistol to this one, like the first one back in the day. Mm -hmm. Even though I I prefer the David Attenborough version, people can tweet me. On oh my God. If we ever do the original Miracle on 34th Street, that movie is the most cynical capitalistic piece of, i it, hate it, that fucking yeah, movie yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, like i said even the remake like it kind of fixes that's it a, a that's bit. a christmas a movie for libertarians bit. that's a christmas yeah. movie oh, yeah. for libertarians <laughs> and conservatives right like the, right. people always ask that every year what what do conservatives watch it should be the original miracle on 34th street there you go that that's it right you know, you don't even need jesus um so like i i think that for this movie, like, and I get it. I get why it's up there for people because there, there is a lot to kind of like. And at the time, there wasn't a lot of decent Christmas fantasies that were worth repeating. So in that respect, I sort of get it where it kind of had that. But boy, I, I really had a hard time getting it through this time. Like, maybe yeah. it's just because... And I wonder how, does it have the Christmas story effect where it's just like on all the time and you fucking, it's just driven into your brain. It, does it have that effect, do you think? Yeah, I mean, speaking uh, of that, I haven't so seen it that many times, but like I said, I, I, I initially thought this was just an okay movie. Like I've never been over the moon for it. And, and, and to, to the point earlier, like about James Caan, I also think that the and we were talking about the age gap thing like the james con plot works much better for me than the zoe deschanel plot which is a lot more tacked on and like kind of empty i feel like the con plot and in part because he's you know he's great he's maybe the strongest element of the entire movie like he's the one who has to kind of like learn about the season and whatever is definitely the highlight of the thing um and him coming around on Buddy is like the emotional turning point, much more so than like the the romantic relationship. Um, but yeah, like that element's the strongest element, but it's still it's fine. It's not it doesn't blow my mind. It's it's also like not 
I mean, outside of the, the, the baby, it's cold outside song, there's something that's immediately offensive about this movie. I want to be clear. About mm, I think like, the Peter, not... I think you could make a strong argument for that Peter Dinklage scene because the movie okay, wants sure, us sure. to laugh. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. It wants us to be like, why is this guy so bent out of shape? Which you got to hand it to Dinklage. Um, and also Dinklage like, hated this making this movie. I don't blame like him. he's been on I the record being like, I, I really didn't enjoy my time making Elf. I, 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 I can't yeah. blame him at all. There, there's there's times where he it, early in his career, I'm thinking of living in oblivion. That's the moment where I really thought that Dinklage got to like let it out. And I don't even have that. fucking dwarfs in my dreams. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. A great rant. I mean, yeah. like all time. That's no wonder he's fucking Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, yeah, big, was big, he big booster club of of Tyrion. or the station agent? Uh, have you ever seen yeah. that? This ca- I love I've that. Seen movie. that. Love yeah, that. yeah. I think we might have done that on the old uh, on the former version of the show. We, we we didn't, but what we did do was all the real girls, which this came out in the same year, I think, for Zoe Dash. Oh, okay, right. Um, so like this was, and that was the same year as the Station Agent too. So like both Dinklage and and Dash and Elle were kind of up and comers in the indie scene. And you gotta hand it to Favreau to at least get like a studio to like sign off to like people getting work like that. I mean, apparently, I I read this in the IMDb page. Apparently, like Favreau's original idea for Papa Elf was a Chevy Chase. <laughs> um, and Ooh. Will Ferrell immediately vetoed that idea. Wise choice, Will Ferrell. Wise <laughs> choice indeed. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I anyway, I, I've well, got such an affinity for Bob Newhart. I, I could watch that guy read the phone book and I'll laugh my ass off. It's just because yeah. I think he's just great. Well, some, something you said there actually triggered something I wrote down. Uh, Peter Billingsley from A Christmas Story is in this movie as one of the elves. Yeah, he's That's like hilarious. the main elf. It was just like that trivia that always comes up. They just did a new version of a Christmas story, or they did like a sequel that came out. But there's also right. a well, hot and- young Amy Sedaris in this, which I didn't anticipate at all. And it was very funny too. Had a very yeah. funny phone conversation. Like it was about like, well, I've never declawed cats before, but I'll give it a try. <laughs> You've got eight of them. All right, we'll just bring them by the camper. Like that's that's. <laughs> it was a total throwaway line. I wonder. I almost wonder if it was Amy Sedaris herself who just came up with that shit. I have um, to imagine wouldn't, wouldn't, it wouldn't might have been. Um, might have been. Yeah. So that uh, totally throwaway line, but that was a, that one caught me. I caught it this time. I've never caught it before in my previous rewatches, but I caught it this time, and it was pretty goddamn funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, like, I do think that, and especially when you consider like the the trajectory of Favreau where he's gone from here, where not only has he MCU, but now he's the, the only thing that star Wars fanboys give a shit about besides Dave Filoni or whatever, or the Andor guy uh, mm-hmm. like that. It's so you, you got to hand it to Favreau for that, that this, this movie pretty much got him Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, I'm fully convinced that the success of this movie and it also Will Ferrell was oh. box office gold at this point. I mean, like, well, there you, you go. put him in a movie, like, yeah. he, he's gonna, they're gonna so, make their money. I think he did. Uh, after yeah. Show, didn't so he? you can uh, theoretically uh, blame this movie for the MCU and, and take that, whether you, whether you think that's a great <laughs> thing or a terrible thing. That's right. That's right. I mean, just again, certainly, I mean, the, yeah, that's so, certainly true. Uh, and you have to take Iron Man too. Of the fantasy of the fantasy Christmas movies, how many others are there? Because the only other one I can really think of is like Santa Claus. Well, the, movie, the classic which one's is essentially the Carol, same. Right? Well, like that's okay. The well, yeah, like you have to define the term. Like, are you talking about um, stuff where like Santa Claus is real? Movies where magic. 
Oh, well, okay. All right. The Santa Claus, which we've mentioned. Okay. Yeah. Um, 34th Street. That's another one. Um, uh, kind of. I think it's yeah, debatable. That's, that's one of the ones where, like, is there really supernatural shit? Yeah, I don't know. Well, like, I believe, Zach. Mm, I believe. Good for you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's... So a good one that's a little unconventional because it's not quite the real world... But this is in my pantheon of like all timers, and it's relatively new. Is Klaus is I one where that. Yeah, that movie like rocks. that movie's amazing. that movie's great. That movie is genuinely Klaus? yeah, genuinely Klaus spectacular. Dude, I actually that movie? that I was like, oh, I should have put that on my list this year after we did our our roll off. Well, um, see, I thought after watching this movie, I could have put fucking any other movie other than this movie. I really could have. Like, I I really that I, I'm sorry, guys. Again, three in a row. I'm really not doing good this time. Um, <laughs> That where like I, even I I'm not even enjoying it. But like as far as Christmas fantasies where like Santa Claus is like a real thing that mm-hmm. like exists. Um I mean obviously my Polar favorite Santa Express? Claus. Yeah. Well yeah. I I was kinda of thinking of it because the only other one I could think of was Santa Claus, the movie from nineteen eighty five, starring Dudley Moore, John Lithgow. Uh the thing is is that Dudley Moore plays an elf that comes to New York who Uh-oh. winds up working at a company that is selling Christmas shit. What? And the whole thing is, is that he comes in and helps the CEO uh, discover the joy of Christmas again after he's forgotten Christmas. It sounds like it's the same what a story, rip-off. guys. What a ripoff. Sounds like the same story. What a ripoff. Yeah, a rip-off. I, 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 yeah. I mean, but yes, uh, to, like obviously like, if you're specifically looking for movies where like Santa is part of the action, that limits it. But like, there's good, like besides that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's a wonderful life or a Christmas Carol are both have supernatural things. Like there is supernatural elements to both of those films. Hell, even the fucking nutcracker does. Um, like it, it, yeah. I mean, and, and I think the, the, when you have Santa enter into anything, You've got like other than like the Rankin and Bass stuff, like the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and the Snow Miser and the Heat Miser and all them folk back in the sixties. All those misers, yeah, mm-hmm. all those misers. That's right. I did like that. Like all of Santa's workshop is basically just the sets from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and they just shamelessly ripped it off because it's public domain now, and they don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> they're just like whatever, sue me. Um, and that I I respect that, but the problem is the problem is that it's just gray board right like that's santa's workshop it's not this magic it's just like gray boards on a background like yeah that's because it was you know but and and this movie this too many times and i even caught it more this time probably ever is that most christmas movies are trying to be like other christmas movies and i always thought this movie was different i don't anymore this movie is every other goddamn christmas movie there is out there it's it's it's, a little really not it's fairly saccharine with occasional spice. It's not like it's not gonna like rewrite it's, the rules of Christmas for you. Uh, see, I, I, I got I, I something I, I guess I've sort of learned over the years about myself in terms of my my Christmas movie uh, preferences is um, I I don't and a lot of people do go in for these um, for me. Things that are just full-fledged or nearly entirely comedy for Christmas movies are never my favorites. 
Like, I, I can like them okay. Like, uh, obviously, this, Christmas Vacation, Christmas Story. Like, I think there's things to enjoy about each of those movies. My absolute favorites got to have a little more, like, genuine meat on the bone. Like, it's got to have somebody actually, like, it's got to have, like, some serious, like, uh, heartwarmingness to it. And I don't think this movie, I think this movie is too silly to get there. Um, it Like, obviously, I think It's a Wonderful Life obviously gets there big time um i think uh you know um uh klaus does it uh and and like muppet christmas carol muppet i christmas think carol. pulls it off think, just yeah. fi- like l even the George... you know, christmas carol has it in there. like it's christmas carol you know the, what i mean like you know the, the it's a good story scott christmas carol still yeah I, it turns out christmas carol amazing. is a pretty good story does he know what he's doing i don't know I like yeah. Scrooge. Scrooge is good too. Yeah, I've always yeah. been a Scrooge fan of Scrooge. Scrooge is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I might try yeah, he's that big speech at the end. And the speech at the end is not like a big comedy speech. It's, you know, it's like pretty hard felt. You know, you can't you can't make Christmas Carol a full comedy just because that, that Ghost Christmas Future thing. Like, you can't really, like, make that full comedy. Um, even, even Disney, when they did the Christmas Carol with, like, Scrooge McDuck, where Scrooge McDuck first shows up, even they kept true to the Dickens thing, where it's just like, yeah. nope, Christmas future you're dead now um you know like that's and and i remember watching that as a very very young child being very creeped out by that um so yeah but that's why i thought that this i i don't know i i just remember this movie coming out and everybody saying and me myself even kind of agreeing with this idea that this is the next best christmas movie and i'm don't necessarily agree anymore. Now, I don't know what could take its place. I, I'm not here to 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 prop anything up either, because I don't know. But like as far as something that came out in the early aughts, that's what this movie is. It's very much Will Ferrell, Saturday Night Live, like you know, the 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 Tina Fey kind of humor, fish out of water kind of thing. Um, they're very good at it. And Will Ferrell, to his credit, gets paid for what he does. He apparently didn't even like to do this movie. They apparently offered him like, I don't know, like $9 million to do a sequel to this. And he said, no. So respect to him. I'll give him props that like, you know what? Don't need a sequel. What do we need? What do we don't need learn? a sequel. Like, no, no, no. You know, like they put a sequel to enchanted. Why? Like, but you know, you know, like, wait, wait, also, actually, oh, I think wait, we know. Whoa, whoa. I think we let know. me ask you this, Russell, <laughs> when did they ask him to do a sequel? Was it shortly was after the movie came out? 2014, apparently. They asked okay, so it was a while after the movie yeah. came out. Yeah. Okay, so I was I was gonna say like, Farrell's uh, star power is obviously a lot less than it was in 2003. He's got a 100%. lot more misses than hits these days, in my uh, opinion. So I I was like, if they asked him in like 2005. I could see him saying no, and then in 2022 being like, actually, ah, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, you're going to offer me how much? How's that nine million looking still? Oh, you know? man. I want to make Joaquin Phoenix Joker money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I I think I might do a palate cleanser after this one because it is a little saccharine. I might go and see if I can I find the the R-rated uh, Krampus. Maybe give that one a shot. Is there an R-rated cut of that? Yeah, yeah, there is. I think you can uh, you can get it. It's R-rated because everything was like, you know, everything was cut down to be PG-13 for it. But I believe there is an R-rated cut that you can buy and watch. But yeah. I think you, as a palate cleanser, you could probably watch, I don't know, any Christmas. Because I'm not even lying. Like, I, 
Where thing. do you, okay, so like Santa Claus, okay, it's not a Christmas, I mean, okay. I don't all think, right, you, all right. I don't think the thing, I don't think you could stretch the thing to a Christmas that, tree. That's, that's, like, that's, there's, it's just in a cold it's, environment. It's the fact that Christmas spirit gets into all of us. <laughs> Great. Um, okay. Very good. That's that's great. Well, next next holiday season, big guy, you can choose Black Christmas in the thing, and we'll we'll probably allow thing. it. <laughs> oh. I mean, I was this close to choose, uh, picking Hudsucker Proxy. But I'm like, well, that's really a New Year's movie. It's not really a Christmas movie. Yeah, you um, could you could get away with the apartment because there is a Christmas party in that. Sure, um, sure. Even though that's oh, more okay. of a New Year's movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Anyway, I, I think that um, one of the things that I was because I did want to talk about this in 2003 that there's not a lot of CGI in this movie, even though it's very realistic. The the size differential between Buddy and the elves and stuff, and it was this new line cinema's new thing, right? Fucking Lord of the Rings and stuff, forced perspective. Love all that, and it still looks good. So, like, that's people should do that more. Yeah, hmm. uh, the practical effects are great. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's more to pull out of this movie other than that guy. Really? Yeah, <laughs> they got the, the they pulled the, 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 the Lord of the Rings. Ass, the the lame. Did they do the Lord of the Rings force perspective? Is I don't know the. I guess for some of the shots that was impossible. It's but, New Line uh, Cinema, so like that's the same studio that did Lord of the Rings, and mm-hmm. I think Fellowship of the Ring came out this that. 2003 came out this year or the year before i can't it would have been 2003 i believe uh was no no i think uh i think 2002 return of the king i think was 2003 yeah the first one was out for sure was 2004 okay then this would have been two towers yeah um so anyway force perspective was new line cinema's bread and butter and it's amazing that they had this in their pocket considering how much money they were raking in on lord of the rings um so anyway i just thought that was I, i i i appreciate the the notion to do it that way rather than just trying to do a CGI thing in 2003 because it would look like total ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably look okay now, but it, I mean, back in then, it would look like crap. Now um, they would shoot it on a, like an LED wall and that would be the entire right, set yeah, for the entire yeah, movie. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They'd call it, they, they'd, they'd have an ominous word for it, like the vault or like the <laughs> Supermax or some shit, you know, like any, any behind the scenes stuff you watch <laughs> at Disney or Warner Brothers nowadays, it's just like, oh, this is our massive like led structure or whatever and they give it some ominous name like you know like, like the void the or the volume Mac. yeah right the yeah. volume that kind of stuff you know which is i mean i'm impressed with the technology don't get me wrong but they don't have to make it seem like it's a horror movie you're walking into uh yeah anyway um yeah i don't know but the only thing i did want to bring up before we wrap up is the third act uh with the central park rangers because i thought uh a bold choice to just like throw in menace when you need it you know, and rather than doing cops, because we couldn't do that in 2003, we'll just make up some uh, some Gestapo-like, you know, like Horse super secret agent that watches <laughs> Central Park. You know, like, what? Have you been to Central Park? That is, every time I walk into Central Park, I don't necessarily like feel like I'm living in a police fucking state. Um anyway it's stupid mm-hmm. but yeah and i'm uh i'm a white guy from the midwest so what do you expect <laughs> yeah that one was pretty plainly like a third act was dragging we need to put a click like a ticking 
clock on yeah, this or give it a sense of urgency. Guy. Yeah. They needed a bad guy. So they had to which is pick stupid. a fake one, which, yeah. Stupid. I mean, yeah, that's obviously a retooled ending where someone's like, I don't know, just put something in there. They're angry with look, Santa. Go look, for it. We got butts in the seats. They expect a horse chase, okay? This is New Line <laughs> Cinema, all right? I need horses jumping over shit, all right? Mm-hmm. This is New Line Cinema. We make our money with horses jumping over. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. lame as hell. Anyway, I'm sorry, guys, that uh, made us watch this movie. Well, at least I'm sorry to myself because, like, well, I could have done better. So, well, but I'm glad more got Christmas. to watch. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think, uh, I think, I, yeah, you definitely. I like I said, not a favorite of mine. It's okay. Like it's watchable, but it's it, it's it's not uh, it's not it's not a it's not a yearly. I guess yeah. I guess that's what's so weird about it for me because it used to be kind of up there, not in the top five, but maybe in the top ten. Where, but like now, after watching it again, I'm like, uh, really? Top 10? Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, maybe it's just because I'm a crusty old man now. That's very true. And I just don't believe in Christmas anymore. There you have it. I'm just going to take this thing out back for firewood. It, it seems uh, like you've had way more return on this than me. I'm just was barely aware of it before, and now I'm more okay, mildly aware of it. Okay, but this is your main it. voyage. That doesn't yeah. count. This is your main okay. voyage. Mm. You know, I didn't like, really feel and, like I lost uh, anything. Yeah. It may just be that you have uh, good taste and recognize that there are, in fact, better Christmas movies than this. Like, uh, this one's <laughs> Are you saying that about me? Because I've never... How dare you accuse me of such a thing, Zach, <laughs> having good taste? I, I mean, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> That sounds like fighting words. Um, Anyway, uh, well, it's been fun. Uh, At least it's a Christmas. We did a Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. You're right. Uh, Too funny, and it feels a bit uh, like a checklist Christmas movie to me. So it's just nothing, nothing too novel. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? Didn't even care about the baby. It's cold outside. Don't even, you know, song. I can give a shit about that song. Uh, I think Zach, you, if I had, if we gave out points, I would have given you a point that this is a controversy that doesn't exist. It was people who had probably never heard of the song before got upset. Yeah. That, it's uh, Gen Z on TikTok. Canceled right. It whatever, Two people said really something on Twitter and right. the Fox news machine was like the woke left is right. Stealing our Christmas songs. Right. Yeah. I well, do like is, that. The Santa, like- Santa clashes in New York city. You know, and I don't know if you guys have ever been in New York City during Christmas, but like Christmas is fucking everywhere in that goddamn island, uh, uh, everywhere. So like, if you're gonna land anywhere for Christmas spirit, you you probably have a little bit of a boost, just a bit. <laughs> you know, like I, I, you know, if you go to fucking you know, I don't know, Des Moines or something, you know, yeah. probably it's, not. It's that unclear big of a why Christmas spirit has been consistently being lowered over the years in my opinion it just kind of like is presented as a fact but like why i don't know it just is right. James like Collins eight called, i'm sure it was and James like Collins 80 people called. singing to yeah, right. bring it back like all right whatever <laughs> all right well that seems as good a time as any to wrap this show up um so yeah this has been elf happy holidays merry christmas everybody tune in next time for zach's bonus movie from the halloween episode rrr Boy, does Borif have a lot of thoughts on it. Uh, I, I can mm-hmm. already spoil that. I know Chris Borif has thoughts. Um, mm, so yes. uh, with that in mind, thank you for joining us. Uh, Merry Christmas. I hope you guys are having a good holiday. Be safe. Uh, stay warm. Um, and don't let the bastards get you down.
That's your yeah. message for this new year. Make but sure to burn s- your Christmas tree. Come on, there guys. We can I do it, it this right? year. Burn you your know, Christmas trees. That's right. Biofluorocarbons, <laughs> yep. who cares about the environment? This thing's fucking plastic. Are you kidding me? This thing will go up like, you know, like, like a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I'm only three beers in and I'm lit up like a Christmas tree to quote BB King. All righty. Um, I did want to say that I, I did appreciate that the screenwriter who wrote this back in 1993 was Jewish. Um, so meaning that they understand Christmas far better than anybody else does. So I get it. Um, and to seal a line from the Simpsons, Christmas is the time where everyone of all religions come together to worship Jesus Christ. Um, so with that being said, I have been Russell Carlson and I have been joined by Chris Boroff. I have been Chris Boroff. Um, uh, not an elf. <laughs> okay. And I've also been joined by Zach Powers. Uh, instead of a line from the movie, I'm going to be the weird elf costume that Jovi has to wear. And she's like a Stepford wife in that scene. Honestly, that last scene <laughs> creeps me out. We didn't mention it, but uh, just to get this in there, I feel weird about that scene. It seems like her personality has been destroyed and she's like uh-huh. turned into a shell of a person. I don't like that. And it, the, the right. flash forward weirds me out. <laughs> yes. Like this Agreed. Weird <laughs> She's just cult. serving them cookies or whatever, and she has to call them like Papa Elf. I don't know what's going on with her. It's bad. For some reason, she's got to move to a compound in Guyana. I she's don't joined it. a cult. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and as we always say, especially on Christmas, Diane Ladd is too young to play Chevy Chase's mom. It's the movie trap, promise. It's the movie trap holiday wish. Merry Christmas, everybody. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. 